Hey there, welcome back to the Sticker Stories podcast uh, here from the Sticker Giant Command Center. I am Andrew. With me today is Hamish. Yeah, we've got a really good show lined up today. We've got uh, John Fisher, CEO of Sticker Giant, coming in to talk to us uh, about founding Sticker Giant. Uh, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship in general, um, some resources for startups, um, and yeah, kind of just how Sticker Giant got to where it is today. Yes, indeed, Hamish. So um, let's kick off our show right now with top of mind. We'll get right into it. Uh, top of mind today is oh, the Tour de France. Uh, it's been going on, this bike race. So we've been kind of catching the end of the uh, stages every day when we come into the office. But I'm a massive uh, cyclist. So is Andrew. So uh, it's pretty big for us. Kind of an exciting week. Yeah, so our top of mind here, we live in Colorado. We love bikes very, very much. Uh, Hamish is an active cyclist, uh, mountain biker. I love watching bike racing. I'm wearing today's yellow jersey, our new uh, new shirts, of course, and Hamish resplendent in blue. Yeah, we, got, we just went through a rebrand, so these are the new company colors. We've got the red sticker giant, the new yellow, and the new blue t-shirts, but the whole website looks different as well, and it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, you we can, can say that about ourselves. You can, and you can check out um, our site, which has a whole new look, which is pretty cool. And then we have a blog post up on um, the site all about how we went through the process of coming to that new design, which is very cool. And um, you all can check that out for sure if you want. Um, but without further ado, let's make sure that we have... Uh, our next segment ready after top of mind thank you for doing that with us everyone we definitely encourage you to check out some awesome bike racing in france there's a uh, it's today's bastille day which is the french national holiday and a frenchman won the race so there's some patriotism going on there but today's episode the theme is all about founder stories and starting a company we're talking about entrepreneurship etc and we have a very special guest today we have the original sticker giant himself John Richard Fisher, and he's gonna walk around here through the command center here of beautiful Longmont, uh, Colorado. Welcome, John. Hello, Welcome. guys. How's it going? It's pretty, uh, going pretty good. Nice. Yeah, enjoying the command center, having a little cup of coffee here on my sticker giant cup. Enjoying yeah. your command center, the podcast. Mm -hmm. So, John. Yes. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today, for sure. Oh, this is this is fun. I've never done one of these podcasts before. <laughs> you haven't. Well, no. Nope. That's good. Um, let's talk a little bit, just because you are the founder of Sticker Giant. Let's talk a little bit about how this all came to be. How did you? What? How, why Sticker Giant? So, Sticker Giant's seventeen years old, and I started it in my basement with just a handful of uh, bumper stickers that I sold online. And uh, that handful grew, grew into like 26,000 individual pre-printed, pre-designed stickers of every sort you could ever imagine. Sports, cartoons, movies, politics, culture, everything. And then we slowly transitioned into printing. And now we're a 100% printing company. The actual sticker store is gone. And uh, that's how I started Sticker Giant, just one day at a time, 17 years. Now we're a 40-person company, and it's a beautiful place uh, in Longmont, Colorado, where we're at. And so you started here in Longmont, but were you at the little log cabin where I first started working, actually? No, my very first, I started my basement. How did that go down? <laughs> yeah, it was at first it was just like a little corner of the office. 
And then it was I had to I had to keep moving my kids' toy boxes and stuff further and further back until they went up to the upstairs and the kids got completely kicked out of the basement. And then I ran out of basement room and I took over half of my master bedroom with my desk and stuff. And we ran out of room in there. I had to get out because the kids got out of school and this is when they're in grade school. And I'm trying to work and it's like, stop. Right. So, <laughs> so that was just yeah. you though and your wife yeah. were running the company then. Yeah, and, but, but at some point in that basement, mm -hmm. we hired a woman named Maureen White who is still with the company. Right, to this day. Yes. Nice. She started in the basement. I would come to work with my coffee cup and right. my purple robe. And your purple robe. So speaking of your coffee cup, there was my favorite cup back in the old log cabin um, was the He Is Not My President mug. And that actually predates Sticker Giant. So, so what is that all about? So, that so, the, is that, so that predates Sticker Giant. That goes back to a site called whatpresident.com. And the way that worked was, I just had an idea for a president, a sticker, a very common idea. It happens every election cycle, someone does it. He is not my president. But this election cycle that I did it at was really interesting because we didn't know who the president was going to be for five weeks. They kept recounting Florida. So this was 2000, the hanging chat. The election. hanging chat election. Okay. Right. And so um, I worked the news cycle at that time. I didn't I didn't do Internet marketing, really. I just had this Yahoo store. And the bubble had just crashed. So the, like the Internet was a different place than it is. That's right. And the, the news cycle around the election thing that was happening where we didn't know who was going to be president. There actually wasn't a lot to talk about. They were recounting, and there were lots of pictures of lawyers going in and out of federal courthouses. I had a friend who had, was one of the people protesting at the Supreme yeah. Court with the with the sign. Right, <laughs> and, and um, Al Gore was being uh, um, represented by Mayor Daley's brother uh, Joel, I think. Uh, and, one of the Daley boys. Uh, yeah, one of the Daley boys, and uh, I think uh, George. I forgot who George W. was represented by. A good team of lawyers that won. They won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the idea was there was no news cycle because the, the, the people were scrambling for stories about this. And right. here comes a guy with a funny bumper sticker, and that always hits the local news. That is perfect. So I did all the local news, uh, AP, Reuters, Knight Ritter, picked it up. I was on the Paul Harvey show. I actually got interviewed <laughs> nice. by Paul. It was hilarious. Oh, so you're all had at this, this oh, interview yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, it's pretty, it's pretty fun, yeah. And then um, in between that gig and Sticker Giant, once the, the election was decided, I, for a short time, I had a site that only sold political bumper stickers. And I had a particular, uh, I had toilet paper that had certain politicians on it. And I had, and I had, I hired, I hired a stripper and me and, the, me and the stripper would go on radio shows and she would do live demos of the toilet paper. That is, folks, that is a new story to me. I'm not yeah. I've been working here for almost four years and um, told there's a lot a, of stories. Yeah, there's a guy in Denver, some shoe polish or something, shoe, who's that guy? Anyway, uh, I, I was on some wacky. It was always the wacky morning drive time sure. guys that's that, good, and, and we would spot. fax them a picture of the toilet paper and the stripper, and they'd be like, "You can get on the air right away." <laughs> I mean, I'm going to try and bring you back to startups just quickly. Okay. What do you think were the biggest challenges in right. those first few months, even years? So the one of the, of course, the first challenges is I, I didn't have a job. So I, I wasn't, didn't have a job that was making money. So I had to, I was very lucky that I had money put aside 
And so I was able to actually use that to support myself for about a year. And this is when I had a pretty inexpensive house in Longmont and three little kids, overheads pretty low, and I was able to do it. And I ran completely, completely out of money. I never did the credit card thing where you just load credit cards. I completely ran out of money about the time I started making money. And, uh, and that was before Google AdWords, it was called Overture back then, and I ran Overture campaigns. It was hilarious. So digital advertising was very new. Double click and overture was like all you had. And you had you had the so overcoming that barrier, yeah. I guess, from Hamish's question was to do that digital advertising and be sort of really bootstrapped and also yes. dipping into personal finance. I used up all my personal money and then I started making money when that was gone. It's funny how that works. Um, but uh, that was one of the big challenges. The other challenge is. Um, it sounds great to start your own business, but I went to art school. I didn't know anything about business, so I didn't know about payroll. I didn't know about really anything and had to learn everything from scratch. I was really lucky that early on in the business, I found an advisor um, who loved my business and thought my energy was great and loved my entrepreneurialism and really invested an enormous amount of his own time and energy in just working with me and talking about my business and giving me ideas and he would come over and and um, help out. His, his name's Bill Flagg, and he's still involved with the business to this day. So having a mentor, you know, because there's sort of, especially we see today in the startup scene, is like the co-founder model where you have like yes. two guys. You want a coder and a business guy, and you yep. were sort of like doing all that, yep. but then also having a mentor who is more of a silent sort of partner. Yes. To guide you through those difficult growth changes. Well, and having advisors um, that are in similar businesses or even just in the, in the internet business was um, uh, was really, really important throughout. And I ended up expanding my network of advisors. I joined a big mastermind group at one time that had some, like, in really... Uh, no, it was actually national. And we would oh, fly nice. to different cities a couple times a year and all meet. And it had some really big early, early internet heavy hitters in it. And... Um, I learned a lot from that group and uh, continue so being to open evolve. to like feedback and also critique and listening to other people's ideas too. Oh, absolutely! This is hard, and and all of the things that have been brought to me over the years, just the concept of how you manage inventory or the concept of how you manage employees and open book finance and and even our latest thing, our EOS, our Gino Wickman Entrepreneurial Operating System we're implementing at Sticker Giant. These are all things that came from advisors. It came from other entrepreneurs, other founders that have been through this and said, hey, look, this is really, really helpful. It gave us a framework on how to make decisions in our business. And so I advise all founders, especially early stage founders, to grow your network of people as much as you can. I'm going to sort of segue back sort of to Hamish's question because there was a challenge for you. I, I mean, I know this story. Not everyone does. But how at one point you were you called yourself the Amazon of stickers. You were a retail. You sold one offs. Right. Like yes. Of, a, of, an, of an inventory in house. That's right. When then you said I went to custom printing. That's what you said at the beginning when mm -hmm. you introduced yourself. Right. But. Then you mentioned open book finance. So I'm trying to tie all these threads together for the folks um, who are listening either now mm -hmm. or later. And so, so 2012, is that when that happened? So, so there's yes. a few things that happened at once. And so I'm going <laughs> to yes. make sure that I keep you on track to understand more about open book. But why retail to now custom printing and how did you do that? Because that was a huge hurdle for you. So um, the transition took a long time and, and really Sticker Giants reinvented itself many times over. We went from a political bumper sticker site to the 
Amazon of stickers. I hate that term, but it's I know. everyone gets it. Everyone gets it. Okay. Term, yeah. uh, to then we became a broker. We didn't actually have printing presses at one point early on. We just had catalogs from print printing companies that would drop ship and private label everything you sold. Got it. And so that's how we got started. And we built that business up to be big enough to make sense to go start investing in an industrial facility to produce stickers and labels. So and that's a capital like big, you know, we went out and borrowed over a million dollars to do our first press room. It. And it was very, very scary to do that is because I had never, ever taken loans out up until my, that up point. Until right. that point. <laughs> 10 that, years I of never not taken, no loans. Right. So I got personal guarantees and it was a really tough challenge, but we got in there, we paid it off and now we run this business like a normal business where we we know we actually have to have a certain amount of debt uh, to keep growing the business aggressively. So, I was going to say, what actually made you make that decision to go from retail into production? I had a part-time retail employee who was going through some personal um, uh, things in her life and said, John, I need to make more money than part-time sticker picking and packing. I need to figure out how to make more money. And I said, well... I've always wondered if we could sell any of these custom stickers out of these catalogs. Here's the catalogs. Start answering the phone. And she just would answer the phone because every day somebody or two or three people would call and say, do you guys print stickers? And we'd be like, nope, go to Fist of somewhere else. <laughs> you know. And uh, so I said, hey, answer the phone and start selling these orders. Here's an install of Photoshop and Illustrator. She knew enough to... To get it, get files open and get them off, and uh, we didn't even have a database. She had a spreadsheet, and she started keeping track of orders one at a time on the spreadsheet and entering them by hand. And um, that's how we got started. It was day one, and then I saw it. I saw it taking off, so I called up Jason, our in our database guy, and said, "Dude, we got to start building a, a whole custom sticker system in our databases." And that's how the whole sticker sticker giant database system that we have started evolving so it's pretty cool so then open book finance which is what you said and came from bill and your mentor group um that's a book uh by a guy named jack stack and Uh burlingham who is who came here and actually those of you saw our forbes article bo burlingham wrote that so open book finance and the great game of business are very cool methodology i guess you might say but how did you start taking pieces from open book and introducing them to sticker giant because you can't just say everybody do this we're gonna win oh i went um so i actually did a version of it i went so so there's three at the time i was looking really at three approaches to the same idea uh jack stack's book um ari's book from zing train zingerman's and and his um um his i think the class that is fun flavorful finance they teach open book finance it's a two-day class in Ann Arbor and then there was a guy who unfortunately has passed since then is a guy named Brad Ham who wrote a book called uh, um, ownership thinking. ownership thinking that's right and um, I really like the, the Zing train version and I like the Jack stack version a little bit so I took little bits from all three and really when you start open book finance you're really starting from scratch and we started at a time when the business was it was a time when the business could have gone under at that time we were struggling with some things and it was perfect timing because we were having difficulties i was just shouldering all of it on my shoulders i wanted a way to get the team actually involved in solving these problems not just looking at me and so um we started open book finance and the very first step was what are we going to track how are we going to track it in real time 
Right. Okay. And that was really just establishing that infrastructure alone was a big deal. Right. Like we didn't even have a scorecard, right? I would look at sales every day and be like, we're good. I'd look at my <laughs> bank balance in the morning and be like, I got enough to make payroll. Right. That was it. Sure. Right. And so um, beginning that scorecard, establishing that was, was really important. And everything falls from that. Because once you get a group of people thinking a problem, you get you, it just the incremental changes increases so much because now you have 15, 20, 30, now 40 people all working the same set of, of challenges. And you're going to talk a little bit about those kind of elements, but some other parts of how we do Sticker Giant um, Open Book Finance at Longmont Startup Week, which is happening mm -hmm. July 24th through 28th. Yep. Um, and that'll be cool. And we'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the show once John gets back to his laptop. Um, but so it can't all be just stickers and labels and... Um, and scorecards. What makes John Fisher tick? Like, what do you what What do you love? Well, I'm a recent empty nester. I got three adult children who are all very successful. I got a lovely wife, and I, I have two uh, dogs that I love spending time with. Nice. And uh, but I still am in the office every day. Uh, I have a, a lot of friends I spend time with, and um, uh, I think my really my biggest passion in life is all the people in my life, especially in the sticker giant community. Right. And that's a community here in Longmont that we've yeah. moved into more, you know, um, deeply, right? So when we were on hygiene, we, we had this little log cabin. Can you tell a little bit about how the log cabin building and that sort of middle growth extension of Sticker Giant, those, oh, yeah. those so, days, any fun stories from those? Yeah, days? so when we ran out of room in uh, the house, there was a business in hygiene called Spider Tracks, and they had a neat little building. It was like two guys. I totally admired them because they had their own building. They had their own business, and they made four-wheel drive parts. And they did. They were doing really well, and they moved from their building into a bigger facility across the street. And I saw their building was vacating, and I had always said to my wife, "If Spider, I want a building just like Spider Tracks, right there by my kids' uh, elementary school. Right. I could drop them off, be right there." And uh, so that building opened up. I rented it from John Fitchner, who's now our engineer at Sticker Giant, or right. one of them. And um, uh, we, I rented a tiny little corner of that large complex of buildings right. and ended up um, renting all of the buildings at one point. And uh, uh, that's where we were for quite a while. I think that those facilities took us up to just under $10 million in annual sales. And what was the square footage there? Um, it's a small little place. The total was 6,600 square feet. Right. Yeah, so. Everyone felt like they were on top of each other. We lay, were literally on top of each other. Yeah. I was going to say, as, as the founder, how has your role changed from, you know, that uh, building and hygiene to kind of where we are now and what you do on a day-to-day? Uh, well, you know, I've gone the full cycle from founder where I literally did everything. I scanned the stickers. I built the website. I did accounting. I literally did every component of the business in the beginning. And as it grew, um, I delegated to people who were better at it, who, who had the time to figure out how to do it right and could do continuous improvement on that task. And so I have slowly peeled everything away from my responsibility list to where now I actually sit at the top of the org chart. I'm, a, I'm the visionary and I, I see my role is um, uh, supporting the employees, removing obstacles, uh, and making sure everyone can do their job and have the tools and the knowledge and the coworkers and the environment to thrive. Uh, and, and the less I do, the better. 
that's kind of my whole philosophy. Right. Right. Because all that's been done up until right. <laughs> Yeah. And then I and then I watch to make sure nobody's poking holes mm-hmm. in the hull below the waterline. Right. Because right. holes above the waterline, you learn something by making a hole above the waterline and fixing it. Holes below the waterline, they tend to affect how, uh, how fast you're going through the water. <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> and they, how so much they, water they, you're taking. How out. much water's coming into the boat. And so I, I, I actually, and I, I really feel like I don't even have to do a whole lot of that these days, especially with this new website launch. This was the very first website launch for Sticker Giant Wear. I didn't do the majority of the testing. Uh, the last launch, I did the majority of the testing on it. Um, I did Andrew's job. I, did, I built all the first pages on that install, that right. first Symphony install. And so, um, yeah, I have a good team. Yeah, right. Come a long way. Right. Um, <laughs> so you've given us some, so we've talked a little bit, of, I mean, again, there's a lot, of course, it could be said. Mm-hmm. You mentioned some stuff that we're going to talk about in the future. For those of you who are following along, he's talking about traction and Gina Wickman and EOS. Mm-hmm. Those are all sorts of parts of how we're scaling or growing from open book to, to the next phase. So we're going to get right. into that. So thank you for previewing that. It's a little teaser. Um, talked about growing your mentor network. Um, you know, and being really open, of course. And, and the one thing that you always uh, would say when you talk open book was how to like never lose sleep and take care of your finances, right? That was oh, the, oh, evi- the absolutely the driving motivator for me to do this in the beginning wasn't just growing my business. I, I was trying, I was literally was trying to save my business and I was trying to save my mental health. Right. I was taking on so much stress, um, I couldn't sleep. I know it was just too much, and so by doing open book, I shared the insomnia, I shared the worry. You know, uh, responsibility and worries like grief. The more you share it, the be- the better you're gonna feel, right? And so that is really the early motivator for me to get everybody involved and get everybody on board. And I remember part of the the part of the open book journey. One of those early meetings is when you invite all the employees to your payables meeting where you sign all the checks. And I used to sign the checks with uh, Eileen uh, by myself. It was just her and I every week and I'm signing the checks. And then that first meeting where we opened it up and literally eight people showed up to the meeting. I was like, I cried. <laughs> because, <laughs> cause, because they were, yeah. They were sharing. And- that makes me tear up now just thinking. Oh. He's actually tearing up. I'm actually tearing up. <laughs> That's good. That's positive because so you were sharing that and then now we have a weekly meeting and anyone is, of course, still open um, to uh, visit those check oh, yeah. signings. Um, we have slightly different meeting structure. If anyone wants to come see a Tuesday great huddle, if you're out there and you're interested in how the great game of business works, um, we do, you know, schedule visits and have people come and see. Yeah, we, we love do. to show people in the public how we run our business. And, and, and the one of the reasons I like that, Andrew, is um, if every business was run like that, I think that a lot more people would enjoy their jobs. Something, uh, there was a survey by Harris Interactive and um, there was a, uh, an analysis of it written, um, oh gosh, the book was, uh, I can't think of the book. It's okay. But anyway, that survey was by Harris Interactive and 60% of the American workforce uh, they don't like their jobs. They're not happy. Um, uh, a similar percentage doesn't know, but they don't actually know what their job is. They couldn't give you a job description. Right. Something like 40% of the American workforce um, doesn't actually know what their company is, like what their p- purpose is. Right. Uh, 30% don't trust their management. Okay. Uh, another 30% like don't a- actually know which direction they're supposed to go with their job and what, what they're supposed to do. So if you, if you broke it down to a football team like 
like three guys would be playing for the other team, two guys would be um, running in the wrong direction, and the rest of the team wouldn't have a game plan. They wouldn't even do a huddle. They would just get together and lose. You know, so if and, and you know, and the other thing about Open Book and EOS is, you know, we spend we we grow up in almost every country in the world you grow up practicing right you whether it's football or whether it's hockey or whether whatever sport you do you practice okay and then you have game day in a, in, a, in business we seem every day is game day and nobody practices so how are we supposed to get better right so yeah that's a good yeah that's a cool analogy to sort of Unless, Hamish, do you have any more? I mean, we could keep talking, but, you know. I mean, I think one final thing. Could you summarize your kind of top tips for somebody who might be starting out, like what they should focus on? I know we've kind of touched on, you know, planning for growth and open book and delegating and things like that. But what else are your kind of top tips for somebody? Um, don't go, don't, uh, I see so many people, especially in Boulder County, who are just chomping for a startup. I'm going to come up with an idea. And so they're just searching for, they're searching for an idea that doesn't have a problem to go with it. Okay. So make sure you actually have, um, a, a reason to exist that's compelling and differentiating. Solve the problem. Right. It's a good place to start. <laughs> and then yeah, that, that's actually really good. The, the other thing is if your prime motivator in the startup world as a founder is to raise money without actually doing that part necessarily first, solving people's problems, I think that a lot of that is... Um, I don't connect well with that sort of uh, business model. I don't understand it. I would much rather um, see businesses start out cash flow positive and and grow uh, and, and make money and create wealth rather than just to be some sort of lever to raise money out of the private equity markets and exit and then go do another one. So Sticker Giant has always been about real business, making real money, paying people real salaries. Do we have questions out in the in the world? We do. Uh, Taylor just asked, "What did your old sticker production setup look like?" So I guess your first lineup that you had. Uh, we had a one uh, WS forty five hundred from Hewlett Packard, um, which is uh, a web digital web press. Um, I think at the time we bought it for running around a half a million dollars. Uh, we got a laser cutter. That was our first die finisher. That was north of a half a million dollars. And then we got a sheeter uh, to make the sheeted kiss cut stickers. And then our first shrink wrap was actually just a blow dryer. So that's how we got started. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Um, So you learned a lot, of course, along the way about um, the printing industry and color. And I mean, sure, having that degree like helps you be aesthetic, but like that's not gonna help you necessarily get a file from the internet to a pre-press machine. That's right. Press to have someone who knows how to color. You know what I'm saying? Like There's, that yeah. chain of events is really complex. Yeah, this is a, actually a pretty complex business when you really think about what we do because we turn around an enormous amount of product in one day. Um, we have a really, really low defect rate. We have super high uh, customer satisfaction scores. And so it takes so many things all working together. It's like a 15-cylinder engine. Mm-hmm. They have to have an even number, right? So it has to be like a really, every, all the cylinders have to be firing. Everything needs to be working together. Otherwise, everybody in the whole organization feels it. Sure. That, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that, 
Answer your question, Hamish? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I hope that answered Taylor's question, too, back then. Yeah, thank you, Taylor, for yeah, that. Yeah, thanks, Taylor. And we will take follow-ups, of course, and, and you know... We've got some other folks to bring in. John, thank you for letting us even have a podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, how many people are watching? <laughs> they come and go. That's cool. They, they yeah, come thanks. and go in the dozens usually. Yeah, and then, and then is this available after the podcast for people just to That's watch? Great question, John. So we're going to upload it to our Vimeo. We put it on our YouTube. We put it on our slash podcast page. So stickergiant.com slash podcast. We upload it to SoundCloud. You can subscribe on Google Play. You can find it in the iTunes store in the podcast button. Whoa. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we we sort of really mass publish this all of our content, as you know, very oh, well. Oh, good. That's nice. And it's neat how you guys I mean, do that, that. That's an interesting topic for a future marketing podcast, I think, how <laughs> okay, we yeah. actually get out there and more on sticker stories. Cool. Yeah. It, that is also nice. a complex operation. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show, and uh, I'll be over there. You'll be over there. <laughs> I'm going to be at his chair with his name on it um, in the back of our room. If you want to come see this room where we do broadcast this again, we did say that we have people in, and of course, we do love to bring in the community um, into Sticker Giant. And so we do want to sort of bring it back to the top, not the top of mine. We already did that. That was bikes and, and Le Tour de France. But... Um, Entrepreneurship, and the big thing for us here is we sponsor a ton of startup weeks and startup weekends through a group called Techstars. And we are fortunate to have our own startup week happening here in Longmont, Colorado. It is a Techstars branded event coming up uh, on the, the 24th through the 28th. And those are out there all around the world. And we send really cool sticker sheets. Hamish has. Yeah, I got a couple. I got a kiss cut here and then also a die cut. So one in DC uh, and this one's actually coming out of India. So in terms of startup resources um, oh, for anybody who is thinking about starting their own business, look up the Techstars Startup Weeks because they're probably going to have um, tons of good information, tons of speakers and stuff like that. You know, they have panels, um, lots of free resources and things like that. So it's a great thing to go. They're always free. You can just sign up online and go and visit them. And we're saying, like we're saying again, we want, we want to plug John's um, fireside chat will be Wednesday, July 26th at 3 p.m. You can check that out on the Longmont Startup Week page to find the location, um, get some map directions. I will be running uh, a session all about the new culture here in Colorado with marijuana being legal. It's called Cannabis Journalism, and it's all about how the news media has been reporting on it. That's sort of one of my niche topics that I'm interested in. We also do, of course, do a lot of labels for that space. So talking a little bit how that business is working and Jesse, our marketing director and producer here behind the scenes, will also be doing uh, talking about digital marketing uh, as well. So and he'll be on a podcast coming up. So there's a lot of entrepreneurial spirit and activity right now. Um, one of the coolest things that's coming out of Longmont Startup Week is this die cut sticker, which is also actually not just a goblet of beer. It is called the Wannapreneur. Uh, and it is a collaboration with a bunch of local breweries. We've got 300 Sons, Oscar Blues, Left Hand Brewery, Open Door Brewery, Sky Brewing, Shoes and Brews, Wibby Brewing, The Pump House, Gross and Bart, Bootstrap, and St. Frank Cidery. Those are all local breweries here in Longmont alone. That, I read off that list. That is a ton of local breweries and they came together which is, which is a beer that we will be drinking Hamish check that out yeah that's pretty cool it's got all the startup branding on it we do want to make sure though that those of you who have been listening we've got our podcast page we have a form out there if you're listening live or you're listening later we want to hear from you about the stories of starting your own business if you're watching us 
for marketing tips or interesting stories like learning about John's transition to open book finance here with Sticker Giant, we want to hear from you. I know Hamish gets jazzed when he hears people's stories and see cool stickers. It's not just about the stickers. We want to hear about founding your own business. And I know folks in Longmont personally who have started a business and we'd like to hear from you. And if you're out there all around the country and world, we want to hear from you, especially some of our startup weekend. The coolest stories we hear is when a, a business from startup weekend comes back to us and says, oh, after our hackathon, we have this brand new product that's changing transportation in Mumbai. Like stuff like that happens here in our factory. And we love to hear those stories. But I'll I'm going to let Hamish, though, take this sticker sheet. This is a, a cool sticker sheet. Bring it right up here in the oh, front, yeah. Hamish, for everyone. We'll have it on the blog. So that is a sheet it out. from our art director, Alan Peters, in collaboration with the folks at Longmont Startup Week. Hamish, describe a little bit what's on there really quick. All right, so we've got the uh, the Longmont Startup Week kind of title that's right here front and center. We've got some bicycles, uh, the usual uh, kind of internet Wi-Fi box on that kind of tech theme. I think these uh, Startup Weeks are always pretty tech focused. You know, everything is going digital. And we love for events to have a sticker sheet like this just because, again, we talked about them in our last podcast, but... Uh, there are lots of little peel-offs that are super fun to have on there um, and many options for your um, audience, whoever that may be. So um, we again, we want to solicit your stories and shout us out. Uh, we will be, of course, on Twitter at Sticker Giant, Instagram at Sticker Giant, Facebook at Sticker Giant. I think you're getting the trend. Pinterest, Medium, LinkedIn. We're sharing a lot of these stories there. And also, we love interacting with you. Hamish is all over our Facebook and he's always you know, we're always just watching what's happening in a conversation around Sticker Giant and all the great cu customers that we have. Um, we'll be back in a month, right? Of course. What second, time again? Second Friday of every month, 10 a.m. But don't worry, we'll be shouting that out all over social media as well, keeping people up to date. Um, we'll also, there'll be a blog post going up about this particular show. Um, it's going to have a ton of extra resources that we um, have kind of dug up around startups, some really good websites and free resources you can download. Um, so please, yeah, go and check out the uh, blog as well uh, if you're looking for kind of extra stuff. Yeah, John mentioned Zing Train and Zingerman's out of Ann Arbor, the great game of business. We'll get some hyperlinks out there for you to follow up on those. Uh, and of course, we will be back in a month. You can find us every day, all day on every social media platform. And of course, Google Play, iTunes Store, and SoundCloud is where you can download and listen to and subscribe to the Sticker Story podcast. Uh, Thank you very much, Hamish. Thank you, Andrew. I hope you enjoy riding your bikes this weekend. Oh, yeah. Can't if wait. you're out there, try to get out for a ride. Um, I'm Andrew. It's always great to be with you on the podcast. And as we like to say, every sticker has a story.